Hey there, Margie Bryce here bringing you the Krabby Pastor Podcast. And I don't think you're going to be too surprised to know that it's too easy today to become the Krabby Pastor. Our time together will give you food for thought to help you be the ministry leader fully surrendered to God's purposes and living into whatever it takes to get you there and keep you there. So we're talking about sustainability in ministry. I have been out of town and you wouldn't notice that necessarily, but I was at the Spark Media Christian Community Conference and the Krabby Pastor Podcast won an award for most original podcast concept. So yay, I was pretty surprised and excited at the same time. So I I am just thrilled to bits to continue to be encouraged to bring this to you. One other way that you could encourage me would be by you sharing this podcast with some ministry leader, pastor that you really think it would benefit. In fact, I got into a discussion on Facebook and one person told me that they are becoming less crabby because of this podcast. So I was pretty excited about that one less ministry person who's a little less crabby is a great thing, right? So I always appreciate when you share. Right now, our podcast is being heard in places like GermFask, Michigan. That's G-E-R-M-F-A-S-K. And that is in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And there's, that's, that's kind of its own country, sort of, even though, and I'm in Michigan, so I can say this, right? I am 45 minutes north of Detroit, but GermFask is in the Upper Peninsula, wherein if you go up there, you see signs for smoked fish, and there's a giant caricature of a fish with a cigar in its mouth, and it's its own thing up there. That's all I got to say. We are being heard in 17 total countries, which is exciting, including the U.S. There is Bosnia, Herzegovina, India, Mexico, New Zealand, Germany, Spain, South Africa, and that's a shout out to my friends in Durban there, Canada, the UK, Japan, Philippines, Turkey, Australia, Argentina, and even Poland and Ukraine, although right now I'm sure they're not downloading this podcast. Keep them in your prayers. Pray for peace to come. The top two downloading locations is Bentonville, Arkansas. Bentonville, Arkansas. What is going down over there? And Sheboygan, Michigan. And that's not in the UP, but that's up north. And it took me a long time to figure this out. But up north is like anywhere two hours north of where you are, where you can go to escape where you are. It took me years to figure that out, but I finally did figure that out. In addition, I want to tell you that I am collecting burnout stories. Now, let me explain this to you. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be all the way fried to offer this story to me. You can be 
wherever you would like to be and offer this. And I'm going to use it to figure out topics that would be especially meaningful to you. So where I'm collecting them is you have to go to my website, margiebryce.com. That's M-A-R-G-I-E-B-R-Y-C-E.com. And go to the Krabby Pastor podcast page, and there is a form there that you can fill in. Now, here's the thing. If you don't want me to use your name, you can say, please make this anonymous. Now, I really would appreciate your email and that in case I have a question about your story and I just want to hear more, that would be helpful to me. But If you want your story to remain anonymous, that is perfectly, perfectly fine. And on the other hand, if you would like to be on the podcast and we can hash around and chew on your topic, that would be great as well. You can let me know that there. So I'm collecting the burnout stories. Go to my website, margiebryce.com, and go to the Krabby Pastor podcast page and shoot me your story. And for sure, we will all learn together from that. I am continuing the topic on self-care for your mindset, for your brain. And last time we talked about pace and load. And pace and load because our brain does really not have unlimited capacity. And sometimes we actually forget that we are finite Isn't that interesting? And this episode, we're moving into how we speak to ourselves. Hmm. Self-care for your mind and how we talk to ourselves about ourselves. So in the past 18 months, we've had additional family living in our home. And so that's like two families cohabitating. Two families, two different approaches to living, two different approaches to eating, two different approaches to sleeping schedules, two different approaches to snacking. Two things, at least, have floated through my mind, especially in the recent months. And they were kind of jolting ideas, actually, jolting for a follower of Christ, especially. And it was this that I'm not quite as patient of a person as I thought I was. And I'm not quite as kind of a person as I thought I was. Now, hopefully these things are not super obvious, hopefully. Uh, But those thoughts have floated through my mind. And that is where a lot of our issues start, you know, in our minds. Uh, There's a progression in James 1, and yes, I realize that basically saying you shouldn't be blaming God for temptations, but there is a progression worth looking at here. It says in verse 14 that each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. And so it begins with a desire, and that desire is in your mind, in your head. You know, you look at a chocolate cake and you go, hmm, that starts before you go for the fork and before you start to shovel. So it says in in that passage, then after the desire is conceived, it then gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. So that's a, a progression of a temptation that starts in your brain 
And then it goes to an outward observable action, meaning you could video it. You know, it would be obvious. So stuff begins in our minds before it becomes an action. Our minds do a lot of wonderful and absolutely amazing things, but they can also wreak havoc on our day. And I want to ask you this question then. How do you speak to yourself? What are you saying to yourself about who you are, about how you function, about what you look like in the mirror, or what you feel like after you get off the scale? Whether what you're doing is a good job or a lousy job, anybody that's done any preaching, workshops, public speaking, what do you say about yourself when you're done? In a really recent workshop, I was reminded uh, that we can often speak to ourselves in a way that our best friends would never do. And I reminded myself and the audience of that because I'm right in the pack with everyone. And probably Jesus wouldn't speak to us that way either. I don't know about you. I am the hardest on myself. I really am hard on myself. And this is kind of a big deal because we can easily come away believing what our mind says. And sometimes it just ain't true. It just ain't true. Sometimes it is. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. Hey there, this is Margie here, your host of the Krabby Pastor podcast. And I want to urge you to stop surrendering your best self so that you can avoid the burnout that plagues so many ministry leaders. Uh, you don't want to become a crabby pastor, that's for sure. So what I've developed is a self-assessment journal-style product called Radical Self-Care, Sustainability for Your Life and Ministry. And what I'm going to do is have the link to it in the show notes so you can go there. It will be the best $29 that you could spend. You can spend then your time. Take time. That's something we don't do when we have big issues. You can take the time to explore how you view self-care and how you need to pursue it a little more. And I'm not about offering you a checklist, that's for sure. But I want to see how self-care can be knit into your heart and into your life so that you can go the distance that God has for you to go. How about this? And you can substitute ministry leader for pastor because I'm speaking broadly to ministry leaders that may or may not wear the title pastor anybody in ministry. How about this? Does this sound familiar at all? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why God would call me. I think God should have called fill in the blank of a person's name that you perceive is a more excellent Christian than you are. That was really awful. I shouldn't be anybody's pastor. I'm a terrible pastor. I don't think I should be a pastor. Contrast that stream of consciousness with God's call on your life. 
That is key because when life feels upended and ministry gets tough, we need to cling to our calls, don't we? That's because regardless of what our brain does, our hearts and our souls remind us of God's call. So I was in a church worship service, and I love to say this, so I may have said this already somewhere else, but I don't remember what the pastor was preaching on. And I sensed God say to me, are you willing to put down that list? Are you willing to give me that list? And I had a literal list. I had a list that was, I will do anything for you, Jesus, but, and, you know, on the list was things like speak in front of people. And I think I had things on there about not wanting to go to foreign countries. I I tried visiting and uh, foreign countries, and especially where I don't speak the language. It's just very unsettling. I'm a rotten uh, world traveler, I guess. Um, so that was on the list too, but thankfully that's just not the direction that my call moved. But I did go forward that Sunday to the altar to pray and to give God that list, not really knowing what all that meant. And that's okay. So here's my challenge to you. My challenge is for you to write out your call story and keep it in a place where you can easily access it, especially in the moments where your brain decides it's going to flat out reject how God sees you and how God has called you. You know, this ministry isn't about I'm so equipped and I have this great skill set. Ministry is about learning to follow Jesus and allowing God to equip you for what you're being called to do. And we don't always know that in advance, even though God does know that in advance. But let's go back to my scenario that I raised at the very beginning, because I said there were two things that floated through my mind, and they were kind of jolting. They're rather jolting that I'm not quite as patient of a person as I thought I was, and I'm not quite as kind of a person as I thought I was. Now, this came to me in a more gentle tone, and it was more like a little tap on the shoulder immediately after some negative thinking. And I realized what I was thinking about doing was not really that consistent with my Christian values. And and I thought, wow, I am not quite as patient of a person as I thought I was. Now, I could have said something far worse than that. I really could have. But even though I wasn't super overtly acting on those things and those thoughts were coming to mind, they were more like a little tap on the shoulder, a reminder. If you're getting mean accusatory things about how you're functioning, that is not from the hand of God. I will tell you that much. But if you're getting a little tap, tap, nudge, like, um, hey, that wasn't very kind, or just that kind of a reality check, you know, maybe, maybe God's trying to grow us up in some areas. And I know we all like to pray for patience, or no, maybe we don't. But certainly to get a reminder like that, you know, it's kind of important. It it really is important. So what happens when the thoughts are maybe true, 
those gentle tap taps and a little tough to hear. In that case, you need to know that you are God's much beloved child and you are one good repentance prayer away from asking for forgiveness and asking God for the kind of help you need. I mean, just saying something very simple like, Lord, you are so right. I need help me. Help me to grow in this area. Because at the end of the day, all of us, all of us, all of us are on a journey of becoming more and more like Jesus every single day. And we want to hear God speak to us because God's voice is gentle, kind. And we need to make sure, I think, that our own voice is equally gentle and kind to ourselves. Hey, thanks for listening. It is my deep desire and passion to champion issues of sustainability in ministry and for your life. So I'm here to help. I stepped back from pastoral ministry and I feel called to help ministry leaders create and cultivate sustainability in their lives so that they can go the distance with God and whatever plans that God has for you. I would love to help. I would consider it an honor. And in all things, make sure you connect to these sustainability practices, you know, so that you don't become the crabby pastor.